Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yates. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you the good news of the parish and to enable you to grow outside of the walls of the church building. On this week's show, we interview Bob, who is the new curate over at the Froomside Benefice. And this interview was conducted at their new service, which is held once a month at the Winterbourne St Michael's Rooms, uh, where we sit down and we interview somebody about their own life story and their own faith story. So this week we hear from Bob and hear about his story of faith and how he came to be the curate at Winterbourne. Thank you so much for joining us this evening and you're going to share some points about your faith journey with mm-hmm. us. And I um, want to say that you've just joined us in the Foomside Benefice as Deacon. Yes. So how did your faith journey begin? Right, okay. Well actually, funny enough, my earliest memory in life uh, is also my earliest memory of faith, uh, which is quite convenient considering what we're doing. Um, When I was about, I don't know how old I was to be honest, probably three or four, something like that, as I was at this lovely little school, it was a kindergarten, um, which is really a posh name for a nursery school, and my earliest memory is kneeling on the mat with all the other children, with my eyes closed, my hands pressed firmly together, and saying the Lord's Prayer. That is my earliest memory. Well, that and possibly drinking milk in the break time. Oh, was it warm? It probably was. It probably was. You still drank it though. Yes, absolutely. So r- right from the beginning, and before that, I don't remember this, as you might imagine. I was baptised as a baby, um, and uh, but I, my parents were not really religious. So my mother has told me that she did that to make sure I had a good grounding in life and that I had a faith if I wanted one. Right. So, do you think your education helped you at this time? I think in terms of whether it helped my education is another matter. Mm. I wasn't the greatest student. (laughs) But it did help my faith. Um, I would say that the schools I went to, a succession of schools I went to, actually schooled me in the Christian faith. They raised me in the faith. Um, So absolutely, they saw me through. Um, I went to uh, jumping ahead from kindergarten to the age of about 13. Um, I went to a school where we had chapel services every morning and evening prayer every evening and uh, it became a regular pattern of prayer and a regular pattern of worship so 
That sounds very structured mm. from my, my background. Yes. So would you like to say a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, it's one of those things, it's interesting, it, it's a framework really. When you, when you have prayer to go to every day, in the morning and the evening, and every Sunday, it's a regular, regular framework. But when you're a child, sometimes you're really into that, and sometimes it's just the normal thing that you do, and you don't give it a great deal of thought. And for me, I think I fell into the latter camp. So I was right there, you know, I, I, I sang in the choir, I went and sang in cathedrals and did stuff. I was a bell ringer. I was always late. I was, I was not, yeah, no, don't point at me. I, I was always late. Uh, so I was tearing across the chapel lawn to try and get there before the first people because I should have been there ringing the bell before they even left. Um, so yes, I was, I was very, very involved. But I would say that I didn't really put any roots down into the faith properly. I was held by the structure, but I wasn't rooted in the faith. So, uh, did that continue into your adult life? Or do you want to say a little bit more about what happened mm. when you left school? Well, yeah, I left school, and when I left school, I left all that behind. Um, whether intentionally or not, I don't know, but I did. I just went out into the world, I didn't go to church, and I lost all that structure. And so that wasn't really very great. And I, the way I've described myself really is, the, the story that resonates for me, you know, the real faith story that resonates for me, is the prodigal son, which is in Luke. And I'm going to go out on a limb, and I think it's Luke 7. Anyone correct me on that? If you have a Bible, you can look it up. Um, and, and, and it isn't Luke 7. I didn't say that. Um, it, it was Julia. It was Julia. Oh, thank you. In a rare, deep-voiced moment. But... Um, Yes, yeah, so the prodigal son resonated for me. Um, and that sense of, you know, I had these gifts. I was in the choir. I was also quite a good musician back then as well. Um, and I had all these wonderful opportunities and this wonderful schooling. And yet what I did was I left school at 16 and I left it all behind and I rejected it all. And I went out into the world thinking I knew better and that I was ready to be an adult and I was ready to do all this stuff and take it. And I wasn't. <laughs> I look back now and I really, really wasn't. But I thought I knew it all. So, yeah, I didn't take it with me. So you didn't no. take it with you. So no. what happened then? Well, I'm a slow learner. Mm. <laughs> so I can sit here now going, it didn't work. But I have to say it took me the best part of a decade to realise that it hadn't worked. So I tried many different things. Uh, in life, I went and lived in different places and tried different mm. jobs, and I couldn't really knuckle down to anything much. I was having a reasonable time. But there wasn't really any sense of direction, and there wasn't really any sense that this was going to be okay. I didn't have that grounding anymore, and, and I felt I was being bounced from pillar to post. So where was God at this time of your life? Well, that's interesting. Um, where was God? I was, I considered myself to be an atheist back then, in my 20s, I was quite a confident atheist, and I believed that there was nothing, and if there was nothing, then nothing mattered, it didn't matter, which is actually not a very nice... That's quite a strong statement, isn't it, yeah. nothing from nothing? Exactly. So, exactly. what happened, you know, you're sat here now as a deacon in the Church of England, Yeah. How did that so happen? how did it happen? How did I get from there yeah. to here? How yeah, did, that's right. It's, it's really interesting. Well, I think... The thing is, life happens to you, doesn't it? You know, events happen, whether it's whether people die or whether you're, you, you realise that this dream that you always had isn't actually going to happen. In my case, it was actually that 
that friends of mine started to settle down and get married and they started to have kids and they start and I started to see life differently and I started to realize thankfully that life wasn't about me and it wasn't about what I wanted to achieve and it wasn't about you know where I lived what I did for a living what I thought was important in life um, and I started to understand that life is a corporate thing and it's something we do together and whether that's families or whether it's friends it's a structured thing and where we give and we take and we lean on one another and we give to one another. And when I was beginning to understand that, I began to realise that actually I'd made quite a mess of my 20s and that I had actually not done anything with these gifts that I'd had as a child. And, you know, and I suddenly realised, you know, people who know me well, and I hope that this podcast will bear out, know that I can talk, possibly for England, but I can talk. <laughs> And, and yet I was doing nothing with the fact that I could do public speaking. I was doing nothing with my music anymore. I was doing nothing with other elements of creativity. And I just thought, what have I done? How have I got myself in this situation? And that is when we go back, all that way back, to kindergarten. Because my response was really natural, having not prayed since I was at school, and then probably mumbling school prayers. I got on my knees and I prayed to Jesus for help. Right, so the people listening to you now. I confessed that I'd made a mess right. and I asked okay. for help. That was my You really got to that point. point. Oh yeah. You couldn't it carry on very, the way very, you were going. Yeah. And I I just realised I just hit a wall and uh, and I just felt remorse and I just felt I needed to turn around. But that was my response and I was probably as surprised as anyone else would have been who knew me then. Right. So, if we go back a little bit, yeah. So, what talking about ten years, longer than that ago? Since, no, since you left school. Oh right. To the time you actually um, found Jesus in your life. Probably a little bit longer because I left school at sixteen. Right. And I think I was probably about twenty-eight, twenty-nine, something like that. So a little bit over. So I'd run most of my twenties by then. Right. So it's a long yeah, time, isn't it? Long really, time. for people yeah. listening to this, isn't it? Yeah. But that's what happens with life journey, isn't it? I think it's so. It's not always just around the corner. It's just. And I think you can. Well, I speak for myself. I think one can be stubborn sometimes. Would you and say it you takes stubborn? you a long time to realise that you've taken a wrong route, you know, right. and you keep pushing in that wrong direction whilst looking over your shoulder to where you think you ought to be, but not having the courage perhaps to turn and say, actually, I got it wrong. Right, so you got to this point on your knees. Yeah. Ask God to help you. So what happened yes. then? Do you mind sharing well, that with us? After reeling from the shock of the fact that I'd prayed for the first time in goodness knows how long, what I started doing was, was praying. Uh, pretty much every night, I can't remember exactly, but I, often. And I used to go to the bathroom and I used to pray. And it was always 10 o'clock at night. I remember this because I got this amazing reputation for being very regular. <laughs> <laughs> With my partner and my friends, I was, I was regular. But it's because I went to pray every night at 10 o'clock, but I didn't tell anybody. So that was the first. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> But no, the, the, what happened to me actually was, was, a, was a sort of a, a bridge back to school days. And the, uh, I had a dream. Um, sounds very biblical, doesn't it? It wasn't quite a biblical dream. But I had a, had a dream. And I woke up from the dream and realised I'd been singing uh, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, you know, in my head. 
and that's the dream I awoke from. And that, to me now, looking back on it, seems like such an obvious answer to prayer, um, such a connection, because what it was doing was giving me a door or a bridge back to that framework and that structure I'd had as a child, because it's something we used to sing at school. And that made me download that onto my iPod. And then I started looking on iTunes, other platforms are available, um, for hymns and songs. And then I remembered the music I'd sung in the choir, things like Parnis Angelicus, which means bread of heaven, um, and all these wonderful choral pieces. And so I made up this really long playlist and I used to take it to bed with me and I'd plug my earphones in and I would listen to it and I'd go off to sleep listening to this music over and over and it just was the most comforting, reassuring thing. Yeah, and, and that um, just, just led me to want to, because of the prayers I was doing, I wanted to dig deeper, I wanted to put these roots down into this framework because I'd reconnected to the framework but I still hadn't got the roots and so I prayed into that and I asked for a deeper faith and a deeper understanding like those people who wrote this music, like those people who sang this music. And that's where my deepening began. Mm, I love that expression, like the bridge. Mm. I think that's very encouraging for lots of us that struggle mm. at different times of our life. Yeah. You know, moving on to the next stage. Yes. So you had lots of connections with what you learnt at school Yes. and your life experience. Is yes. that, would you agree with what I said about that? Yes, definitely. I mean, one, one thing I'd say that, that strikes me now is the importance of, it's not essential by any means, but it, it's good to have a grounding in the faith when you're young. Because uh, for me, I said the other earliest memory that wasn't kneeling on the mat and saying my prayers was my dad teaching me to ride a bicycle. And I remember him, his tiny little bike, I still remember it, and I still remember falling off and grazing my knees and grazing my hands and, and everything. But it's a bit like that insofar as if you learn it when you're young, it is something that is always there. Even if you walk away from it, even if you don't value it, you don't understand it, when you need it, you turn and it is there and you know how to do it. So that was a really important grounding. Oh, fabulous. Thank you. So... Where are you today with your faith? Or is that a silly question to ask since you're sat here as a deacon? Well, I'll give you a clue. <laughs> I'm wearing a dog collar, I'm sitting on a couch talking to a priest. So it's going pretty well. Oh, great stuff. No, I, to be more serious, sorry, I just couldn't resist that. Um, to be more serious, where am I going? Um, if you go back to that image of roots, right. and it's interesting to hang on to the music for a minute, because before I was here, as some of you will know, I was at the cathedral in Bristol. Now, if you bear in mind, I'd been to this big posh school where they had services every day and prayer every evening and lots of choral music. You can see that, you know, I would naturally, like a moth to a light, go to a cathedral. You can understand that, can't you? So why am I here? How come I'm here? And how come I'm very happy? Because I am here. Oh, good. And flourishing, blossoming inside in my faith. And that is because the cathedral gave me that framework to come back to but as I put my roots down beyond the framework into the ground what I realized is that I no longer needed the music and actually I was standing in the faith on my, on, by, not by myself but without the music I didn't need the training wheels to use the bike analogy for a minute the training wheels had come off and actually I could stand firmly in this faith 
and recognise that it was supporting me from the roots up. And, and that has given me the confidence to go out from the framework of the cathedral and go out into training and go out into ministry in the parishes because I realise that actually I'm rooted at the core now in Christ and that is my strength. And so I can go anywhere for Christ and, and in Christ. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Bob, for sharing that with us today. Bless you. It's Thank a you. pleasure. Bless Thank you, you too. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and you can find more online at www.yateparish.co.uk or you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher and the Apple and Android SoundCloud app. This is a podcast to connect you to the Parish of Yate. If you want anything to feature on the podcast in the future, then please get in touch with us. You can do this by visiting our website. Thank Thank you you for for listening listening and God God bless. bless.